Hi everyone, I'm Patricia Clark and this is Tommy Thompson. And today we're talking about something that Tommy has found super helpful in his coaching that he does. Career coaching, life coaching, what kind of coach are you exactly? How would you brand yourself, Tommy Thompson? I don't really know. I mean, I just coach anybody who will listen to me. Or, A golf coach, life or, coach. Golf whatever. coach, Yoda. Okay, are you like Yoda? No, 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 I don't see that about you. We have a mutual friend who I call Yoda, okay. but now you don't strike me as the Yoda type. Uh, no. So life coach, career coach. Um, and you have talked about the power of framing that you found to be really helpful in your coaching sessions. And so yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I have, I, I'd say I have found it really helpful in coaching, but I'd actually take it a step further. It's been one of the most helpful concepts for me yeah. as a person over now a long period, long period, decades um, of anything that I've done. Mm -hmm. And kind of what I've found a little bit recently is I've expanded a little bit of the way that I think about framing. We're going to be talking specifically about framing time. But I've expanded it a little bit because I've seen that kind of the initial concept of framing the day, mm -hmm. uh, which actually is one of the subtitles uh, that I have in my book space to breathe again, that that concept, while it's really great, is actually incredibly applicable in other time frames. Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of get specific with this. Um, hopefully in a way that will challenge some people to maybe look at some of the patterns of, of how they use and think about time. Okay. So honing in, I think of a frame as having four sides. Are we talking about framing or bookending? I think that, uh, you really could use either one. Okay. I'm, I'm really primarily talking about you know, the, the top end and the bottom end of a frame. Okay. Uh, in, in the book, though, the reason I used the term frame is because I think frames done well add tremendous beauty mm. to what you're framing. Yeah. You know, you think about that with a painting and what a difference a frame can make to a painting. It, a lot of people will say the frame makes the painting. I mean, they will, they will go that far with it. And so I've found that the way, if we use that kind of concept of a frame as something that gives structure and beauty to what's inside of it, that it's a really helpful way for me to think about things. Because typically, let's just take a day Typically, once we kind of get going, whenever that get going is, we sometimes get going and don't stop until we stop going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there may or may not be, it, it's just execution. It's just stuff, mm -hmm. lots of stuff in there. What we have options for is how we begin and how we end and how we think about things, which is often a factor of how we begin. Or end. So are you talking about when you're talking about framing, 
when you start your day, are you talking about having a purpose and an intention for your day? Or are you talking about starting your day in like a peaceful place or with like a morning ritual and an evening ritual? Or are you talking more about how to plan your day? I'm, I'm really talking about both. Okay. Okay. Uh, so th I think a ritual to a degree is, is a good way of thinking about it. Um, I'm thinking about something more than just planning. Okay. More than just sitting down and saying, what, what am I going to do in my day? And let me list all the tasks and let me prioritize that. That is a piece of it that will actually make the day go better. But I'm thinking also about um, what is our, what's our mindset mm. going into the day. I found at various times, I haven't done this always consistently, but when I've done it, it's been very helpful to say, okay, once I think about the events, maybe that I choose to pray about the key events mm -hmm. for the day specifically say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to be getting together with this person for lunch rather than just getting together with them. Maybe I'll just pray and ask for God to be present mm -hmm. in a particular way for something unexpected, good to happen. Mm -hmm. And in doing that type of framing, which is more than just planning and organizing and structuring things, I'm, I'm setting myself in a good place and mind and spirit mm -hmm. for all that's ahead on the day. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking about both of those elements happening synergistically together. So you're talking about starting your day in a way that you lay out what you're going to do, but also how you're going to do it. The means of the, how you're going to go, like enter into it personally, like in a place of peace or a place of openness, sort of like in, a, in yoga, they talk about like an intentionality for the day. Sure. But let me throw a few more things okay. into it because in my beginning frame of the day, one piece of what I do is a journal. Uh, and I, in that journaling, I'm writing down some things that I might be thinking about. They may not necessarily be about that day, but it is a um, a specific time of just a little bit of reflection mm -hmm. might be on something that happened the day before or whatever might be just something that I'm thinking about. Sometimes I'll often just spend about five minutes in just total quiet, mm -hmm. just sitting, letting my mind go. My frame of the day always contains uh, reading some from the Bible. Mm -hmm. And now that has nothing to do with the specific day ahead, but it is framing that day. It's, it's saying, here's something that's of value that I kind of want to be a part of the spirit with which I go into a day. I hope it might seep. I hope it might linger with me. And so the day isn't just about planning and thinking about my mindset. It's about setting myself up in terms of uh, being in a relaxed, good place to enter into the day and mm -hmm. with thoughts, might read a devotional or thoughts that are going to uh, have my mind in a good place. So what's 
a part of the frame is really individual and it might change over time. What's important to me is that we have a frame mm -hmm. uh, and that that frame probably needs to be something more than five minutes. So is this showing up in your coaching and you're finding it to be really successful in terms of just getting people to take some time in the morning to have this time set apart to frame it? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you're not really telling or you're, it's not so much what you do in that time. It's just that you do it. Yes. And, and most often what I'll do is I'll just give them as I did here, just some examples of some things that, that I tend to do mm -hmm. and say, you know, what are some things that you might do that really work for you and mm -hmm. fit for who you are? Some people just don't like and won't journal. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's for another season. Maybe it's just not for them. There's some things that pro I mean, it probably is good to think about and plan the day and have some priority. I think that's probably fairly consistent yeah. for people. I think it's good to have some moments to reflect how you do it might be very individual. So I'll simply say, you know what, if you create the space for it, mm -hmm. then let life tell you how best to use that, you know, figure it out yeah. for yourself, what's really going to happen. But you have to begin by the choice of making the frame. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that. I mean, uh, there have been a couple of times recently where I haven't slept well at night and I've gotten up right before like my day begins, like right when I need to be getting the kids up, getting everyone out the door. So there's no early morning time alone for me. And it really is like running a sprint race without warming up. Yes. You know, yeah. you just mm -hmm. get up and you just start moving. Yeah. And it does kind of set your day off in a bad way. And I love the idea of having, I mean, we've talked a lot about morning practices yes. on this. And I think it varies according to people. I mean, I've had seasons, I'm not a huge journaler. I'm trying to become more that way. But um, I've had seasons where I can tell that I need some gratitude in my life. And, um, so I'll do a gratitude list in the morning. Yeah. Um, I do, great. and usually at the end of my morning ritual is when I switch gears and start thinking about the day, mm -hmm. but I start by laying the groundwork of like getting who I am in a good mindset before I get into what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And you know, what was one of the things that caused me to think about doing this episode today was something that I just listened to earlier today by a guy named Ben Hardy, who's an organizational psychologist, I think he is. He was using the language of framing the day and he was talking about framing the night. And so he said, try this hmm. two minute practice. He said, have a journal and it can be like a little journal. And he said, just each night, take two minutes and just write down one or two things that you're grateful to for the mm -hmm. day and one or two things that went well that's great just, just just do i mean just jot them down and if you can't think of anything just say can't think of anything wow but just do that and i thought i've been really really good about framing my mornings i have not been nearly as good about actually creating a, a clear framing of the night and all of a sudden when i heard that i thought okay that challenges me because that would what a great 
way to just end a day. Yeah. If you said, I'm going to end the day and just think about what, what went well today? Yeah. What was good today? And just then go to sleep. I love that. I, I'm, a, I'm with you because I'm really good about framing my morning. I mean, it's, it, it, it helps that I love coffee and it's just such a happiness time when you get your cup of coffee going. Yeah. So I feel so happy in the morning. But at night before I go to bed is the time where I'm, it's more like a stewing time. There's nothing happy about it. You're more thinking, I'm tired or I'm going to bed too late or what do I have to do tomorrow or what did I not do today? And to go into that time of rest without any kind of positive infusion, I think is a missed opportunity. Cause like You're you right. said, it's mm -hmm. so short. Like it's, it doesn't take much, you yes. know? And I even, I have this little tiny, tiny journal that I have buried in a desk somewhere. I'm thinking as you're saying this, like I could just put that next to my bed, not to write some big thing in, but just to like jot down some reflections. And, and also honestly, like it's good for your brain nimbleness to even reflect on the day. Like how many times does Weezy say, how's your day? And you can't even remember what you did that day. Oh, I know. It's, so, it's true. so like amoeba, like our time. Well, and he suggested, he said, it might take a little while to get these muscles going yeah. uh, of, of thinking about what you're grateful for, what went well, but you know, just sticking with it. And I've learned enough about habits to go, it wouldn't take long at all. Yeah. And a couple minutes and the benefits from those couple minutes. So anyway, that actually really challenged me on something that I've talked about a lot yeah. with other people and realized I was just kind of dealing with the front end frame and throughout, you know, this idea about the end of the frame, but I really haven't done that much with it myself. Yeah. So I'm really challenged personally now to say, okay, uh, that is a really good idea. I know it's good. There is nothing but good mm -hmm. to come from it. So just do it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, love I, that. I hope I'll get going on that. I love that. Yeah, that's good. And that's also a habit. Once you build, you could sort of stack some things into that. Yeah. You know, if you start with just positive gratefulness, you could maybe stack. Like I, um, I've been thinking, uh, I know some people who maybe I deal with anger, maybe I deal with fear, maybe I deal with something like that. And those are really actually not what's going on. There's something else, but we're so detached from who we truly are because we don't reflect anymore that you can add like a reflection question to that and just write down one little thing. So you just can layer into that, that habit of framing. So I'll have to throw in my, you know, weekly golf analogy into okay. this. Uh, I've been listening to some golf podcasts also. Which and one? Oh, uh, gosh. Um, so many good ones. Uh, the Sweet Spot is a great one. Okay. Uh, no putts given. They're, they're oh, lots, okay. Never mind. That. Never mind. You're in the weeds on that. Clearly. I'm in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. But they had a sports psychologist come yeah. on, golf psychologist come on. And one of the practices he talked about was uh, virtually every good golfer journals after one of their yeah. competitive rounds. And actually Robert Wren and I were talking about that on a recent uh, episode. So basically said, if you're really caring about becoming a good golfer, you need to do this because you need to create an awareness of what happened in the round, what went well, what did not go well. Uh, and so I began doing that. This is post round. So this is like the end of the day yeah. frame. 
And I began doing this and it is it was absolutely amazing because I realized that certain things that were happening in a round that I was learning mid round, that if I didn't journal about it, if I didn't write that down in some form after, by the beginning of the next time, I'd forgotten it. I had lost the lesson about what I did that didn't work or something I did that did work. Yeah. And so I found that simple practice of a post round reflection was every bit as valuable as the pre round thinking about. It. Yeah. So it's framing your athletics, whether it's golf or a game. I mean, I've watched a lot of coaches do this where you review game tape because you reflect on it. And you also go into a game with an intentionality of something you're going to work on. Yeah. So yeah, this idea of framing anything that's of value to you can really change the, just how meaningful it is, what you're doing. The, the, the reflection is where the meaning comes from. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. if we don't reflect, we, we just skip totally over the meaning yeah. of something. I mean, that's true for, virtually everything. So one of the places that I found in talking about this framing the day, which was kind of the original concept that has been an additional meaning for me and for others is thinking about framing uh, in terms of different time frames. So the first one that I think about that is really important is framing the week. Okay. Because generally a day is too short a time frame for us to frame, but so much what you want to get done. You can get some things done, but you know, you then move into the next day, you've got to do totally different things. But a week time frame is a long enough time frame that you can actually set some meaningful purpose mm -hmm. for something that you want to move forward. In a week's time frame, you can generally take two or three things that are important and move them forward if you identify them clearly and keep them in, front, in that your attention to mm -hmm. them throughout the day. So I've found that some of the most uh, valuable help for me in moving forward through my year is what I call that weekly review, which we have an episode on. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. It's framing the week. In my weekly review, it's serving as both the end of the previous week and the beginning of the next week. So in that weekly review, I am looking back and saying, how did this past week go with what I intended and what I wanted? What did I learn? And I'm looking forward also during that same thing. And just like in framing the day, I'm also entering into a few practices that have nothing to do with necessarily the next days. I'm reading my guiding principles. I'm reading my goals for the year. I'm reading mm -hmm. my life mission. I'm looking at a, a few things that I know are setting me up for entering into the next week the right way. Mm -hmm. I find it really helpful. And so many people who feel like they're never making progress 
the weekly review, the weekly frame mm -hmm. can completely change that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it reminds me of these nesting boxes. Like you have this larger box that is defined by your guiding principles. And we have episodes on every single one of these, your guiding principles, your life mission, your yearly goals. And that shapes then the next box within, which is like your monthly goals or your weekly goals. And then those inform your day. And they all make sense and will give you a sense of progress. I can really see how especially with the way time bleeds into the day because we have no defined categories anymore with our with work and rest everything just morphs into each other that there is a sense of not accomplishing things and i think that the bookend or the framing in a way answers that because you can look back and say what did i do what do i need to do better what did i accomplish how can i move it forward and, and I'd even take it a step further, that sense of uh, when you don't do this, that you haven't made any progress. Often it's because it's true. You haven't made yeah. progress because you haven't actually thought about what's important for you to move forward. Yeah. It, it's, it's not just a mind game of, well, now I feel like I'm doing better. I actually am doing better because I've defined you know, I can look at my weekly review for the last several weeks, and there were two thing, two or three things on each one of those that had I not stepped back and said, what's important for the next week, I would have never put them on there, mm -hmm. which meant I would have never done them. Mm -hmm. And then I would have spent every day working in a reactionary way, trying to get important things done amidst the urgent things mm -hmm. that were crowding in the day. So it was only by stepping back and saying, what do I move, want to move forward? And then in doing that, saying, oh, I really want to move this forward, having it on the list, and then finding a way to get it done. Outside of doing that, I actually don't do important things. Yeah, yeah. So it truly it's moves you forward as well as giving you that sense of satisfaction that I am moving forward. Yeah. Okay, let's get in the weeds on it. Where do you do your framing? What time of day? What, you know, what time on the weekend? Yeah. How long? Yes, I believe it's really important for most people to have a very specific time that they do it pretty much the same time mm -hmm. every week. And that time I think is very different for different people. For most people, it's going to be sometime between Friday and Monday, mm -hmm. um, yeah, end of a week and the beginning of a week. Some people want to kind of end a week and get that done. Some people want to wait till Monday. For me, the, the very best is Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. So I, I do it on Saturday morning. It isn't set at like eight o'clock because I give myself freedom Saturday morning as to exactly when I'm going to start, but it's first thing Saturday morning. Yeah. And I have about five things that are on my list for the weekly review that I'm going to do. Which are? Uh, one of them is pay bills. Okay. So I pay bills once a week and that, because I do online banking, it takes about five minutes to do such. Okay. So you pay One bills. of them is uh, text your husband and another friend every Saturday morning to tell them 
how I did the past week on health things. And you, you, can, you can ask him. I, I don't think I have missed one you in three years. You haven't. And this text thread is hilarious. I don't always get privy to it, yeah. but every now and then I get to read yeah. a few and they're funny. But it shows. Uh, yeah. It's just on my list for Saturday morning and I don't miss a weekly review. So you have, okay, so keep going. Those so I have two. that. I go, the important things, those yeah. are just little ancillary things. The important things is I go over my life mission, my guiding principles, my list of what I call finishing well in yeah. life, my, um, what I call dreaming 70, yeah. my long-term vision and my yearly goals. Okay. So that's a, a list of five things. Going over them takes me roughly five minutes. Okay. Because all I'm doing is reading through them. Yeah. Once in a blue moon, I'll actually go, oh, I have a new thought and I'll, you know, tweak something. Yeah. But mostly I'm just reading through them. Ideally, and most times after that, then I'll go to set up my weekly plan mm -hmm. because I want to have in my mind what's most important to me, mm -hmm. have the real big picture, having looked at the goals and everything before I set to setting my weekly plan. Okay. And in my weekly plan, I'm both looking back to see what, what I didn't get done and mm -hmm. what I did get done on the previous week. Therefore, dictating what what do I want to get done? And are you writing this in a journal? Are you writing this in a planner? Are you writing this on your computer? I have a, a an software, app. yeah, an app, a task manager app. So I have it set up as a project. What's your app? Called Todoist. Okay. Um, and what's really fun is I have it set up as a project. So this year I've got, I think I'm on week 40. So I have 40 weeks of my weekly plan uh -huh. set up. And as I do them, I tag it accomplished so I can see, yeah. I can go back and look at the entire year week by week to see what I accomplished and moved forward. So I'll put it because I keep everything in that to-doist planner of what I'm going to do during the day and all, and I keep my life mission and all that. I've got one place I can go through, go to for everything. Yeah. And they have, I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen these, but they have um, books that you can get that are planners that yeah, are smart planners. You know, they're not just the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. So if you prefer I, that. I think it's absolutely important to write them down yeah. because you won't remember them right. for the week unless right. you do, but whether you do that on paper or, computer, whatever system I think is important. Those are the things I think I've thought of ones that are part of my weekly review. So the whole weekly review generally takes 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. And that's including paying bills for the whole week. Wow. So, so your whole thing is under an hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless I just choose to linger with it, but it mm. doesn't need to take longer than that. And that sets me up for the whole week. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's so freeing because once I've done that, I know all I have to do is just execute. Mm -hmm. So most days I'll just quickly refer to my weekly review to make sure, you know, I'm thinking about the things that are important. So it's, it's just this incredible freedom that I get once I do that. Cause I know, you know, it's just going to move forward. I don't, I can relax. 
Well, and having known you for a while now, I can attest to that word freedom in your life that is showing up in unexpected ways that I don't think would show up if you didn't have these life mission, these goals. So for example, I know you went skydiving. Mm -hmm. um, I also noticed that you picked some random morning and went in on a bald eagle, bald eagle tour with the Wheezy. Yep. And I saw pictures what and I blast. thought, yeah, what a blast. And I think I was thinking, these are things, these are like the delightful things in life. These are the fun things in life, but these are the things that are getting crowded out because we don't schedule them. We don't plan ahead. We don't have time, but something about the way you're ordering your life is such that you are, because you've set those things out as goals, you're putting them in your calendar and they're becoming an actual, they're, they're coming into being because you've, you've framed them. You've framed your life in such a way that yeah. you create space for these things to happen. It, it is really true. I would say it's beyond goals because goals kind of almost gives that sense of you're just doing it to get it checked off because it's something to achieve. It's a check mark for stuff. I'm simply using a weekly review goals. If you want to talk about this way, these things to live intentionally. So what frame, just to like trace it back, what frame were you living out of that made you decide to go skydiving? Was that your dreaming 70? Was that your, like, what, where did that come from? That was out of my annual goal. And what was the goal that that fit under stretch? Stretch. Okay, yes. great. So do you see what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you have these goals and then something will fit under it. It's like an outline. Yeah. Okay. What about the Wheezy? I know you love spending time with Wheezy, but I'm guessing that wasn't your idea to go bald eagle no. watching because <laughs> I know Wheezy enough to know that was her idea. Yeah. But where did that fit under? Well, that was also part of stretch. I only had two goals for the year. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, one is to finish strong. So I want to finish things well that I get started because I knew I, I have a tendency to kind of just fizz, fizzle yeah. a little bit at the end. So that frames a lot of the different projects that yeah. I enter into. And the other is to stretch, to do things that were uncomfortable, new, um, maybe a little intimidating, maybe things that I would choose to not do because I just want to do the same routine yeah. things. And so both the skydiving and the Eagle Tour were things that, you know, the Eagle Tour came up and when it came up, I went, yes, that fits absolutely. And so it was an easy yes. Whereas outside of that goal, I might have said, well, I don't know, I'm really busy then, yes. that type of thing. But the minute came because stretch was one of my annual goals, which I frame. It was like, and he's yes, it was like, absolutely. That just fits exactly what I'm wanting to be this year. And was it worth it? Oh, it was incredible. Yeah. It was so delightful. It was a half a day that there's absolutely nothing that I could have done that would have been better. Right. Than it. But you easily could have filled that day and said you were too busy and couldn't do it. Easily but it improved the quality and yes. of your relationship that you guys got to experience that together. Yes. But for me, it, w it was something that I could have easily passed at. And my goals 
the annual framing were designed specifically to look, to stop and step back and say, where do I need to grow? Yeah. How can I be a little bit better? What do I need to give attention to? And then living into that for the next year. So those are examples. But again, the examples are for others to completely personalize for themselves. But if you create the space to frame a week and you create the space to frame a day, and then the uh, other kind of mid-range one is you create the space to frame a season, and I'll talk about that in a second, in a year, then you can live with incredible freedom while continuing to create this great positive trajectory. Mm -hmm. And yes, all sorts of things will interrupt and disrupt that. But with the right framing, we can often continue to grow and experience joy, even in the midst of difficult things, because we framed. Mm -hmm. So it's helpful, even though we are not able to control so many things mm-hmm. in our lives. So, Well, that's great. Any other things you want to add to the framing? Yeah, I, I would just simply say, I, I think for some people, they might want to frame a month mm-hmm. and say, beginning of, of the month, I'm going to look backwards and look forwards and go through, maybe add a couple elements. I, I'm tending to believe, and I haven't really done this much with this, but I think framing a season is really good. So you think summer, winter, fall, and spring, they each have a flavor to them. Yeah. And they they often have a kind of a schedule to them in our lives, Mm -hmm. whether it's school or holidays or summer. And I think it is a really good practice to think in like three month time frames and say, what do I see ahead? You know, do I have some things planned? What would I like to move forward on? What do I want to give some of my attention to? And think about that. So in some sense, this concept of framing can be so personalized Mm -hmm. in a way. But what we can't do without is no framing. Yeah. And that's, I'm afraid, the way too many people live. Yeah. No framing, which is just a reactionary life. And I think we miss out tremendously. And we actually miss out on spontaneity Mm -hmm. when we live that way. So that's where the concept has been life changing to me. And then as I've coached some people, I've seen, oh, this isn't just for me. This is actually working for them too, across a lot of different personality Mm -hmm. types too. Well, that's great. I really like that we've revisited this topic because I think it, on a macro way, in a macro way, addresses a lot of the earlier episodes that we did together about goals and morning practices. And I think all of those, if you if there's a specific area you would want to dig in on, I think you could go back and do that. But this is this is sort of an overarching theme. Yeah, and I do want to come back actually a little bit later this year and do a a refresh on goals. Yeah. We might call it something different, but uh, it's just another one of those absolute game-changing principles. But I think it needs 
to be reimagined and I have, and it's, I, th I think it could be really powerful. So I want to come back to that, but I hope that people will pick one of these frames yeah. and try it, particularly the day, but I, I'd almost say the most important one is framing the week. Yeah, I can see that. And to me, um, a lot of people are planners, but not reflectors, I'll say for myself. So the review is a great yeah. thing to layer in. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. And thanks for what you've brought to the table. Thanks.